This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Support your immune health with Go Healthy from Chemist Warehouse, now starting from just $9.99. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast. On SCNZ, it's just after 6 o'clock here, and it is Thursday the 10th of March. Coming up on the morning show, we've got four hours, four hours of goodness. Our last hour is the league hour, so we'll get Kempe to rip into some league chat. We're going to cross over and have a chat to the one and only Matty Johns to start our league hour off flying, and no doubt he'll give a bit of banter and a bit of heat. So looking forward to that chat. That'll be 9 o'clock. And then we get Kempi's top eight predictions. I've done my predictions, but Kempi's got his ones all lined up. So we'll have a wee chat about that. And that is our time for you league fans. Or anyone out there want to talk a bit of league, your time to call in. 0800 150 811. That is about 9 o'clock. But before then, we've got a big show for you. It's been a big day and a very successful couple of days at Karaka Sales. And a very, very happy Andrew Seabrook acknowledged that on his Twitter. 24% turnover up on book one. That is more than book one and two last year. So he's happy. He's up and about and pumped because the New Zealand bloodstock Karaka sales are flying. And Steve Davis is the man in charge of holding some sort of order in the New Zealand bloodstock ring. Steve will join our show to talk about what's uh, gone on the last couple of days. Even, uh, I think our Bears, Skip McCullum, might have been involved in a couple yesterday. We might have to get him to come on the show and share that. Um, yeah, so it's flying there at Karaka. And then after that, we'll have a wee chat about Super Rugby because I spoke about the fierce rival that is Crusaders v Chiefs. And it's that old cliche, the battle is one up front. The, men, the man in charge of the pack is Jace Ryan, and he is Crusaders' assistant coach, and he is a Ford wizard, and he knows the the well, the big battle that they have up front this week. He's already acknowledged and respected the Chiefs' pack and the aggression and attitude that they always bring to these encounters. So we're going to have a chat to Jace Ryan just after 8 o'clock, and then our Court Kings catch up with our man Tom Abercrombie, because he's back. He had a wee 12-minute run the other night. Um, they didn't get the job done, but he got he got some me, uh, minutes under his belt and uh, what it does one doing wonders heading into the rest of the season. They've been struggling over there, the breakers. Been a long time away and injuries and COVID and 
Well, just so much uncertainty. Cancelled games, left, right and centre. They've been struggling, but where we chat to him for our Court King catch-up. And then, like I said, it's our, our league hour after 9 o'clock. We're on till 10 in the morning. We're on till 10 a.m. And then we're going to get off to Ricardo because we've got the SENZ coverage of the White Ferns today. So we'll make sure we rip through these four hours and keep you up to date with what's going on in the world. NFL, golf, it's all happening. Racing, hey. 85% return, better than the banks yesterday. How good we're going to get Kempe's take on ideal, because it was really ideal yesterday, and a bit more from Louis because he was a bit of a heartache in one of his multis. But that's it. That's like always. Give us a text double eight double three on the Tempura bed post text machine, or call us on the Kenatire phone line anytime. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Good morning, Joe Kiz and Emma, and the good team up there in Auckland. Louis Herman Watt. And Tony Camp Morena. Morena. How are you, brother? How are you? Man, I love your singies. You bring a little a lot of heat in the morning. Is it hot up there or is you just that's just normal oh, time? Mate, you know, anywhere's hot anywhere's hot outside of Taranaki to be honest with that <laughs> moanga down there. So <laughs> living up here in Tamaki, it's uh you wake up in the morning in the in the in the springtime, it's it's beautiful, mate. In the in the autumn, in the summer, so <laughs> Um, nothing like a head of snow on that moanga though. When the singlets go, they get put away for for a long time when that when that uh, when the snow gets on the moanga. So, um, mate, no, all good, all good. You're right, you're right about ideal. How good was that yesterday? It let down and and whoosh, you know. There's um, a little bit more than a dollar eighty five. End up paying two bucks too. So you know, you double your money if you back that. Um, and yeah, really excited about the power hour this this uh, this morning at nine o'clock with Matty Johns, um, me old neighbour. Uh, in my Newcastle days, the understudy that went on to bigger and brighter <laughs> things and, and is now the voice of radio in Sydney and arguably oh. in Australia when it comes to sports. So I've got a question for him, which isn't really about rugby league, but I won't let that out of the bag until we uh, till we talk to him. Yeah, I'm excited for that, man. I've been a big fan of his uh, credentials on the TV too. He holds himself well. He's got good chat, good banter. He's always doing fun things on TV. I'm all about having having lots of fun, but also showing uh, good analysis and insights. But he's man, he's outstanding. So great get from you. Looking forward to having a wee chat to Matty Johns, mate. Did you ever get a Did you get a hold of sh- old Casper? Where was he? <laughs> nah, mate. I didn't. I didn't even bother calling him yesterday. I was a little bit. I was a little bit frightened to be honest. Is he after uh, after Louis give him the give him the give him the server around the Casper stuff? So, I, yeah, mate. Excuse if you know, me. If you know I Alan, that was hey Alan. If you're listening, it was all Louis, mate. Gee, don't throw me in the van, mate. Don't throw me in this hot seat in the van. Okay, I'll bring Louis along. You can sort him out. <laughs> Do you reckon he heard the call about? Um, white legs, frickles, kind of orange hair. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. I don't because he was fishing. With, he was fishing um, for some flounder with Butch Glover out on the Waitemata yesterday. So he didn't. He, he didn't have coverage, but every other horse trainer heard it, mate, and they're going to let him know. <laughs> so he would. He would. He would be. Uh, he'd be at track work this morning, and yeah, I'm expecting my phone to start going anywhere after eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, man. Looking forward. Hopefully, we can get him on one day and have we chat to Al Sherrick because, um, like you said, our ideal was very, very ideal. But that other horse, uh, Louis, I didn't see the race, but you sent it through on the WhatsApp group, mate. Uh, look, that was a nasty, nasty fall. And um, hopefully, the jockeys are right, mate. But I was looking at that start of the race. Who's at fault there? The horse that was coming over, 
and bumped that other horse, and the other horse bumped that. Is, is, can anyone be fined for that? Or absolutely. Just, ben Thompson's just, on a long holiday, mate. He's, he, yeah, yeah mm. absolutely. The, the, gray, the horse on the grey light, jockeys never ever mean to endanger anyone because their lives are at, as at risk as anyone out there, right? They are mm. always trying to protect themselves and their colleagues for the most part. Um, but that was what you call careless and reckless riding. Very reckless. He just came flying across. It, it was a bit awkward. It, this is why you, I hate races where the starting gates start so close to a corner because they bound out of the gates and they, they, none of them are in position. So they're all coming from you know, up to 18 different gates and then they're all trying to get across to hit that corner. So they're all sandwiching up, trying to. they're all coming in on each other. And um, But he mm. just flew in way too hard and... I couldn't quite believe it. The text that came in yesterday that said, look at this horse, Sacred Oath, owned by Shane Warne, and it was going to be this big omen kind of bet. It was also going to win. The horse was definitely the best horse in the race, and it jumped from barrier one. It jumped so well, and it just kind of felt like a. it was just going to be a procession. But then it was mm. so weird. It was like, no, not Warney's horse. Out of all of the horses to go through the barrier, not that. I mean, it was just it was just so- Warnie, mate. Oh, this one, he's even laugh, laugh. He's like, suckers. <laughs> he had a dart, mate. He, he, he's standing there with a dart and he just put it right on his butt. <laughs> he jumped through that. Jump. You're right, you're right. I, I yeah. don't know how many times I watched it, I watched it half a dozen times. The, the, the grey that came across and shoved it into the fence, you know, I'm just so happy that the jockey got it, um, got up off the ground because yeah. it was quite a, quite a nasty fall. But you're right, jumped, jumped well, went, went, to, went to the lead and you thought, geez, it's sitting nice here just from the gate, you know, and then... All of a sudden, Nick Minute, she's over. Izzy, what about this? This is for you, mm. brother. Um, you know mm. how the, the third leg of our multi was titled and it started at about $2.50 mm. and I could just hear you in my head just like, I could just hear you just like, <laughs> but it won, mate. Why didn't we take it to win? And then it, it went to the lead and it was galloping so strong and it was going to kick them in. And then it started going backwards, <laughs> and it got rolled on the line for second. And I was going to go, "Yeah, Izzy, that's why we take it for place." <laughs> but it didn't matter because oh. Sacred Oath went through the fence. Here's I just got a quick oh. little bit of audio from David Van Dyke, the trainer. Listen to this. This is the emotion that it caused. It's just devastating. I came out, and I'm sorry, I can't talk. He was absolutely gutted after wow. the race. Mm. Wow. Man, well, that, that's there's a you know like we know you know I got an understanding of the last couple of week, the days with the Caracas sales like it's a lot of money that goes into these these horses and, and, and not only when you purchase them you got the upkeep you know trainers fees vet fees and and it's not probably about the money they've got a lot of care for these horses as well they grow a bond and, and a friendship and you know like one little move like that could potentially end them it's game over then you got to do the the unthinkable and put them down it's yeah. Can understand why he's, he's feeling like that. You're just you're just about to find that out, is he? With your ten percent, just exactly how much it's going to cost you over the next couple of years. <laughs> I'm already I'm already getting like that, but I get so like I go through my emails and like vet bill and blah blah. I've only got ten percent, so sometimes the bill's like forty bucks, and I'm like, because I've got to send it to Australia. The minimum you can do to send to Australia is a hundred bucks. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> But, but like, there's all these little niggly ones. But that, that's all right. Hey, you got, right. The, be, you got, got the best trainer. You got the best trainer in man. I'm expecting Friday night my phone to be going off the hook. Okay, yeah. well, you hooked up with <laughs> with Walla and given us the best tips over the weekend. <laughs> True. Yeah, we're gonna um, 
Yeah. You haven't thought yeah, about we'll that, Louis? Up with Chris. Well, you because the tissue, right? So you'll be with the you'll be with in the Wallace circle, and the you'll, so you'll meet Sophie and Ch- you know, Izzy, the bloke you're gonna love, other than mm. Chris, Charlie Duckworth. Charlie Duckworth. Oh, yeah. He's Waller's assistant oh. trainer, and he's English, and he is loose. Yeah. He is such a good guy. You're oh. gonna you're gonna love him. Oh, I'm actually getting excited. One more sleep, lads. I'm trying not to think about it too much. But yeah, uh, Tissue's racing, I think. I spoke to my mate yesterday. He reckons the, the main race, the Cornwall Classic. Um, it's up against some some quality horses, let's be honest. I um, I think Hinged is in it and maybe Espion. I can't. I'll have a look at the, the um, field shortly, but... That's all right. You've got a horse in it, and he's got a horse in it, and we're going to be, we're going to be, you know, um, field uh, trackside and right there in amongst it, and getting not able to witness a tissue. We get to witness like some stacked horses racing at Rosehill on Saturday, which will be awesome. And like you said, get to, get to meet some champions as well. So, yeah, boys, I'm fizzing. Four um, hours ahead mate, of we'll, us. We'll Come be, on, bring we'll it be fizzing. On. We'll be fizzing too because you're <laughs> going to go to Walla and you're going to say, "Give me your best of the day." That's all you're going to say to him. <laughs> Give me your best of the day. That's all I want to know. And then you're going to put it on your chat, okay? They don't call him Dollar right, Dollar Crassy yep. Waller for nothing, you know? <laughs> I'll do that, boys. I'll do that for you, lad. I'll do that for it's you. Or as Charlie yeah. says, Chrissy Waller, make a dollar dollar. <laughs> <laughs> and don't worry if he says it's only a dollar eighty, okay? I don't care because if he says it wins, it's going to win. Yes, beautiful, beautiful. Um, we're going to have a nice little bit of chat about some NFL lads. Hersing. Hersing Day yesterday, if you're an NFL fan. Big, big news coming out over that. We're going to chat about that shortly. Louis Karaka, it's been flying, eh? Yeah, busy, mate. Real busy. So um, that we'll talk. So Steve Davis, yeah, he, he, the goat yeah. auctioneer, he's just so funny in the ring. Um, he's going to come on and, and explain to us because their, their average horse sale, the price of the average sale was up about 24% on last year, which is a lot. I suppose mm. there's inflation and all those other things, but I want to know whether it was just because simply of the, the quality of horse we were putting out or was it because they were selling less horses? So I want to know what the clearance rate was as well, because that's the other thing. Not all horses are sold. Some of them are passed in mm. and taken out the back, and they have to get be sold you know, under different conditions. So we'll talk to Steve Davis. But, yeah, it was another really big day yesterday. And how about this? Robert Wellwood, Roger James, going to, I think, nine fifty or $900,000 for an autumn sun Ooh. cult. And, that's, and, and as Robert... I said text Robert because I saw him the other day and I said, mate, you were saying you didn't, you know, you guys, you couldn't, didn't have the big cash. He said, Louis, buy the one you want, not the one you can afford. Yeah, that's right, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, are you listening? Because we can can put this into some other sort of conversation, mate. You know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> the rat, How's that going? The, anyway, rat, the rat's in there. Going, mate, I'll tell you what, is he? He had to get the coffees this morning. It's in the contract. The McCaffe the McCafe coffees. I mean, to be on the desk at five thirty. One job. One job, Joe. All right, and, wow. and hasn't delivered all week. I couldn't find the entrance. It's a bit t- <laughs> Drive through. Yeah, oh, I, no, got I, no I couldn't now, see where it was. It was dark. <laughs> it was confusing. Nah, Joey, Joey's he's been hard at it today on the tools, making sure we can get to air. But um, Kempi did say something interesting this morning. I told Kempi, yes, Kempi was on a rage about Joe. Sometimes I just like to feed the beast, just slide more ammunition in there. I said, Joe, 
Is it Joe? We're talking about McCafe and McDonald's and how Joe pretty much lives exclusively off McDonald's. And I said, well, he can't actually cut an onion, Kimpy. And Kimpy, you, you reckon that's quite normal? Oh, it is for it is for a male. You know, like you know, I was in I was in Sydney at a mate's place once. Um, went down after the Newcastle game just to get some, you know, have a good old New Zealand mint stew. He was he was the best at cooking a mint stew. But I was watching him cook, I was watching him chop up an onion. He was forty. And he didn't know how to cut an onion. He was peeling it with his fingers. It was taking like five minutes to get an onion peel off. And I, was, I said, mate, have you, have you, you mean your mum never taught you how to cut an onion? You know. And I think, I, I totally agree, I can understand how Joe doesn't know how to, to cut an onion. But man, if you saw the shorts, Izzy, and the socks and the shoes that he's got on today, he also doesn't know how to dress. <laughs> so it, it's no wonder he doesn't know how to cut an onion. What is this? What? It's the roast of the rat. <laughs> oh, okay, fair so, enough. So, Kempi, Kempi, when you, when you cut an onion, look, I'm just a bit of Macy, I've cut a few onions, but how do you cut it? Do you, do you just cut right around the outside, uh, the first layer, and then peel it? No, top, take the ends off first. Yeah, top and tail. Top and tail, take, take the, the ends, ends off, slid it, slid it right down the middle, and then just pull off how many layers yep. you want to see if the nice fresh part. Because you can get a grassy bit of onion right in the, the first couple of layers, mm. you know what I mean? So you've got to get that nice juicy yeah, piece of onion before you start slicing it up and putting it in your food. It, well, mm. How do you cut okay. an onion, Izzy? Isn't that a top and tail yeah, like, down the middle? Yeah, yeah, yeah t- top and tail down the middle and then... I'm, look, I'd have never got taught of it. Well, never, no one never gave me a lesson, but common I just sense, figured Joe. it out. <laughs> it's just common sense. <laughs> yeah, but you, you top and tail it, then you half it, and then what? And you dice it, mate. But then it falls apart and stuff. And you dice then, it, then you mate. got little, like, no, you do it, thin layers. You do it long ways. You know how you do the like, like little half, like, C's? You know, you just cut it down there, and it's this perfect C's, and then once it cooks, it goes, expands, and it's long little bits of onion. And Completely and it, lost. And uh, if, depending... Depending what you want to cook, if you want little dices, then you do like a little something different. But let's be honest, I don't cook, mate. You talk a good game. You talk a good game, as least you're honest. I, I honestly, I was thinking he's going to have his own, he's going to have his own cooking show soon. The way he's carrying on, as his missus has a cookbook, she's a published food author. Oh, I don't cook, mate. Honestly, I'm not even going to try and talk my way out of this one anyway, boys. <laughs> funny, that is funny. I, look, Joe, there's a lot. There's a lot. If if we were putting things in order of what we need to remedy today, it's probably the the the, the coffee, the, the coffee first, and <laughs> then the then the attire you wear to work second, and then the onions a battle for another day. Good text here about Steve Davis. We'll get to that on the other side. We'll also talk some NFL, as Izzy said. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast with Kempi and Louie here as well. Uh, Back after this, thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day.